Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. All right, so you got a combination of warm weather over the next five days and some rain to kind of secure some of the stuff that you're going to be planning and getting ready to enjoy as the harvest will be months away, but you'll have a chance to watch it grow in all of its glory between now and then. This is the show that helps you with all of your gardening needs and for work on the outside around your house. So if you have a question for Doug Oster, DougOster.com, the organic gardener, he is on the Disk Institute of Pittsburgh Newsline. You can join us now at 866-391-1020. All calls welcome today. Wall-to-wall phone calls up until 8 o'clock. Plus, we're going to give you a chance to win an incredible gift certificate from Sorgals right now. They're out in Wexford if you're the 10th caller at 412-922-1020. Ladies and gentlemen, the star of the show, it is Doug Oster. Good morning, Doug. Good morning. Harvesting in months. We're already harvesting, Rob. We're harvesting our lettuce and our spinach and arugula and other greens and all sorts of other stuff, stuff we overwintered in this Warm weather is going to mean that a lot of those cool weather crops that, especially any of us that have overwintered them, we're going to see them go to seed. It's called bolting, and I've already looked out at my spinach that I was able to, you know, I planted it in September, give it protection over the winter. It came back. We've been picking it, but I can see it's it's starting to go to seed. It's starting to bolt, and so that's just planning for succession planting. I'll, I'll harvest as soon as the show's over. I'll be out there harvesting anything that I see that's going to seed. But, boy, happy Memorial Day weekend. This is going to be something. And Mom always said this is the official start of the gardening season. Everything can be planted. No more frost. And, boy, I could hear those temperatures they were talking about before we got on here. It's really going to get hot. But I'm telling you, the nurseries are crazy. I have never seen anything like this. Uh, I visited Han Nursery yesterday, and even during the week, it, it's nuts to get in there. So everybody is gardening, and, you know, don't worry if you if you don't want to get out there this weekend to the nursery, if you want to wait until Monday or Tuesday when things calm down a little bit, because they are just, every nursery is just filled with plants, uh, more plants than they've ever had before. I mean, at Han, there were there were racks and racks and racks of plants, more than I'd ever ever seen. That's how crazy this is. Uh, as I said, people want to get out. They want to be in the garden. And this is certainly the weekend to plant your tomatoes and peppers. But again, if you don't get to it this weekend, there's still a long window of planting I often talk about succession planting of tomatoes to keep them healthy. Uh, when they are planted this early in the season, even though right now we're going to have you know warm temperatures, humid, 
but it'll get it'll cool off again. We'll have some cool nights with rain, and uh, they uh, these to, these tomatoes and peppers they love warm soil, and so I always leave room in the garden to plant more. I'll be planting tomatoes all the way through. That that last planting is July 4th, and I know I, I talk about it a lot, and I know it might seem crazy. But putting a early girl in, uh, Sun Gold, uh, Red Racer, Fourth of July, these early tomatoes, tomatoes that only take about 50 days to reach fruition, they they will be so happy to be in that warm soil, planted through June into July. And when you plant everything the same day or the same weekend, you're just you're putting all your eggs in one basket. Split it up. Keep planting. It's fun. Uh, and with this warm weather coming, I, like I said, I know that there's going to be a lot of cool weather crops that have been sitting in there since St. Patrick's Day or before. It could be from last year, and they're going to need replaced. Things like lettuce and greens, things like that. We're, we continue to plant that all all season long, and it's one of the fun things about gardening. I've got lots of information at DougOster.com, all about tomato planting. I've got uh, stories and videos out there, video from Pittsburgh Today Live uh, about my planting. There's one technique in that video that, that you should see. It's, it's for tomatoes. It's called horizontal planting, and it's especially good for us home growers. Sometimes this time of the year the, the plants get a little leggy, a little tall and spindly, and all I do is, is I dig a trench, put some compost in it, uh, strip off most of the bottom leaves of that tomato plant, turn it sideways, and put it in the soil, and then just cover up that root ball and the stem and just leave the top of the plant. You don't touch the top of the plant. Let it do its thing. It will it will turn upwards in a day. And then we water right away, mulch, and put a cage or a stake, whatever you use, right away because again when it's horizontal you'll forget in a, in a day where that stem is and you could pound the stake right through it but the, the advantage of that horizontal planting is that the roots are up close to the warm soil early in the season and also close to water all that stem where i where we took off the the leaves that's all going to become uh, a great system of roots, and like I said, they're going to be close to the soil, and that's just another way to plant tomatoes. You, you could plant them deeper if you wanted to, but it's cooler, especially early in the season, down in the soil, and as we know, tomatoes just love warm soil, and so when I do this horizontal planting, the, the plants just go crazy. Uh, give your tomatoes plenty of room. You know, I, I had a, a email the other day where somebody wanted to put them on very close centers, uh, put 16 tomatoes in a 4x8 uh, bed, and I was like, eh, you know, I'm sure you could get away with it. You'd have a tomato jungle, but I, I'm putting my plants on 3-foot centers minimum, uh, hopefully 5-foot centers, because they're going to get huge, uh, you know, especially if you have them growing in good soil and good compost and... Uh, you want them to have some air going through there. I'd also keep some healthy, too. That's why I like growing them in a cage. Plus, I'm lazy. You know, once you put that cage on top, and then I actually pound a stake in the cage to hold it in place. And this is all on the video at DougOster.com just to show you what I'm doing. And it's just uh, – it, you know, I don't have to do anything else with the tomato. If I if I stake it, I'll be pruning it to one liter and all that, and I just, I'm just too lazy. And, you know, what happens to me if I stake tomatoes? I'll go out there about two weeks. I haven't done anything to it. It's, it's got three central leaders on it. One's falling off. I'm trying to tie it up, 
when I throw that tomato cage and I make them myself out of this stuff called concrete reinforcing wire, it's what they roll down like to put a sidewalk in. You can get it at the hardware store, just a roll of it. I cut it up uh, into about five foot length. So it's five foot tall and then just this round cage that you just you put together. I cut them with this, these things called lineman pliers. They're not as big as like bolt cutters, but they're pretty good size cutters and they cut through pretty easily. Uh, and it just supports the tomato. They last forever, and you could store them flat. You could just uh, crush them flat with your foot and then bring them back out in the season. But one thing I'm dealing with this year, again, baby rabbits. I've got all the big rabbits fenced out. I redid the fencing, but little baby rabbits are getting in. So, uh, uh, you know, what can you do about a baby rabbit? I can't fence it out, so I keep trying to scare them out and finding where they're coming and going. Uh, a good question just came through uh, on my messenger. Uh, morning, Doug. When you talk about mulch for the bottom of the garden, are you talking about straw? Yes, in the vegetable garden, Janice, I am talking about straw. Uh, that's just what I use. Whenever I talk about anything mulching in the garden, it's about what it, what it looks like for you. For me in the vegetable garden, straw, just it's perfect for me. I just, I think that's, that's, it's cheap. It's, it's, it looks good for the vegetable garden. It doesn't have to be fancy for the vegetable, at least, you know, certainly my vegetable garden. But then out in the ornamental garden, I always use the the least expensive uh, bark mulch that I can find uh, and use Jessica's trick of uh, seven to ten layers of wet newspaper down around plants as a weed control and then the mulch on top. That newspaper, if you can find it, is is a great weed barrier. It's an annual weed barrier. It it, it will just kind of fade away d- during the season, and uh, it's a kind of a pain to do it every year. But if you you know if we put down the 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 landscape fabric as a weed barrier, eventually the soil builds up on top of that. Weed seeds build up on top of that, and so then we get more weeds. But if we just do it once a year, uh, we keep the weeds down, and we don't have to worry about them returning year after year all right rob i think we're 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 ready for the uh our first seg to be over and hopefully we'll get some callers here in that second segment yeah we'll get some callers on the air if you'd like to join us 866-391-1020 stay with us because it is doug oster the organic gardener on rob pratt sunday kdka radio good morning all right, right back to the phones we go, and let's say hi to Robert in Irwin, up first for Doug Oster. Hey, Robert, how are you? Good morning. Uh, yes, uh, Doug. Uh, I've been growing garlic for maybe like 20 years now, a hardneck garlic, and I planted uh, the music last year, and then this uh, spring, though, I haven't had any scapes growing on it, but the, it looks healthy. I'm wondering why. Uh, I think it's just a little early. Um, I don't have any scapes coming up either. On, on, I've got three or four varieties planted, so I just think it's a little early. Uh, we've had kind of a cool spring, and that would be my guess. With music, uh, that's one that yeah, you're, you're that, that, I knew you gonna... liked music. Say it again. I knew music was one of your favorites, so I yeah, I do. Try. I do love that one. It's just it's your big. You know, old-fashioned white uh, bulb that uh, has got good spice to it, 
And yeah, I just I would wait it out. I I think you'll have your scapes here in about two weeks, and you'll be fine. Don't don't sweat it. It's going to make scapes. Okay. Thanks. All right. Here's Tom up next from the north side. Hey, Tom. Good morning. Morning. Um, <clears throat> my collard greens survived the winter, and now they're going to seed. There, the flowers are yellow and so forth. And I was wondering, once it goes to seed, can I plant those seeds this year, or would I need to wait? Um, over the winter to plant them. You can dry them out and plant them. The only th- our only concern is is right. if that if those collard greens were a hybrid variety, it won't be exactly the same thing. Right. I, I I don't really know what kind they were. Just just the collard greens. And also, I, I'm growing something called Chinese cabbage. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I collect their seeds every year and I replant them and so forth, but. It seems like the Chinese cabbage, it seems more like a lettuce than it does a cabbage. And I've looked on the Internet, and they show pictures that really look more like Napa cabbage or bok choy. And my look, mine's more like kind of loose leaves that really are more like lettuce. And I'm just wondering if just the word Chinese cabbage is kind of a generic term that... It is. Um, it is. It is. There's so many different bok choy and bok choy... Uh, that just you, you know that have that common name of right. uh, Chinese cabbage. The other thing is too, when you're saving those seeds, again, you might not be getting you might be getting a, uh, a the, the original version of one of the parent one of the children that were used to make that right. that cross. So and then one time you mentioned uh, it seemed like Chinese cabbage, and the word started with a T. Yeah, that, just, that's that's called tat soy. And that's the kind of same thing as Chinese cabbage. No, that's it's it's different. It it it's more of a it's more of a leafy green and grows in these florets, but it can only grow in cool weather. It, its season basically is over right, right. now. Right. Uh, but you could get some pak choy or bok choy that would grow more cabbage, like just by getting some seedlings at a nursery. You know, just even right. a four pack, just give them a try. Right. Uh, right. With the collard greens, is this your first year with the collard greens? Oh, no, I've, grown I've grown them years and years and years. And um, some winters they will survive, and some winters they won't. But then once it starts getting warmer, they go to seed. And I have yeah, that's kale a... that survived the winter, and it's starting to go to seed also. Yeah, same so, here. I've got uh, a kale that I grow. It was originally bred as a food crop called red boar. But I grow right. it as an ornamental because it kind of grows tree-like, and yeah. I've posted some pictures because it, it's nice. It's purple with yellow flowers, and you know you always get the yellow flowers off right. there. Well, I think that'll be interesting to hear how your collard greens do, right? Because, like you said, it's collard greens. You know, so what if it reverts to, uh, you know, one of the parents that were used to to right. make that? Right. Well, uh, it's, it's this kind of seeds that cost like a quarter a pack or something like that. Oh, that's cool. That sounds good. Yeah, right, it was a good right. winter to overwinter things, that's for sure. Nice and mild and and I'm glad you're doing that because uh, you know, it's just it's fun to get that stuff early in the season to be able to uh, you know, have something to to harvest out of the garden when most people haven't 
even started planting. Thanks very much for your call. I appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a short break. We'll come back. Doug and I will continue. We have another half hour, plenty of time for you to call in. Brisk business on the phones today. So we've got Marie on the north side pruning lilacs. Donald on the north side sprouts two feet tall. Couple of lines available, 866-391-1020. Coming up, Boris has got the news bottom of the hour. We have another check of sports coming up. Uh, famed college basketball coach Eddie Sutton has died at the age of 84. The first to take four different schools to the NCAA tournament. We'll look back at the legacy and the life of Coach Sutton today on the Coons Market Black and Gold Sunday show. Getting closer to Major League Baseball, playing NBA, NHL, all of that stuff. The match coming up later today. Big golf action that's going to be seen on TNE, TNT. We'll talk about that. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Phil uh, Mickelson, and Tom Brady. And next hour in the Coons Cooking Hour, getting ready for picnic plans, but we want you to do it safely. We want you to be smart. We want you to be happy. We'll talk all about it. And of course, Heffron Tillett sends your money in you as well today, in which Kurt Carlson is going to be hosting for Jim Meredith. Lots more to come. Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA Radio. Good morning. All right, spent a little time at Janoski's yesterday talking to Mike and Tom and Patty and uh, Stephen. Just a great place. Nice to be out in some fresh air and just uh, spending some time with my other family. And you could be the winner of a $25 gift certificate if you're the 10th caller right now at 412-922-1020. These phones are lit. People want to talk to Doug. So let's go to Marie on the north side. She's got some questions about pruning those lilacs. Hey, Marie, how are you? Good morning. I'm fine, and thank you so much for this show. Um, I planted a miniature lilac about 15 years ago. I never pruned it because it always looks so so well, and now it's about 10 feet high and almost as wide, and I, I just realized um, there's a lot of new shoots coming out of the bottom, like two feet, and then um, the middle's real bare. You can see all the wood, and then the top third is like a full bush of all leaves, and every branch has a flower on it and i i don't want to i want to get it so it doesn't get out of control all right so it's blooming good right oh yes okay well we don't want to mess with it too much because that's a problem people have is that uh their lilacs lilacs go into a a thing where they'll bloom good one year and then not good the next year so we don't uh prune until right after the blooms are done, and usually that is just to give it a haircut so that it will put more buds on to bloom good next year. And so is it getting too big for its place? No, it's not. I just was afraid it would keep getting bigger and it would be all wood eventually, and just the top half would, the top couple feet would just be all green and, and it has a ton of flowers that's why i was always afraid to prune it yeah yeah well with lilacs what happens is as they do get old some of the original uh stems start start to get woody they start to get old they start to kind of die out and that's when the those young ones that are popping up from underneath that's when they take over um, as long as it's blooming good and as long as uh, it's not outgrowing its space I would be very careful about about pruning because what we do for rejuvenative pruning to make them bloom more is eventually we'll take one of those uh, old big branches off uh, the stems from the ground like 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 the original ones and let that young one those young ones grow up because they really will bloom like crazy. But again, I'm I'm worried about doing that because it's blooming so well. this is the first I, year the young ones showed up. 
I would let let those go, let those keep doing their thing because that's going to be your at some point, and I think it's too early to do it with this plant. At some point, those young ones are the ones that are going to take over for the the older stems. But if it was me, I would wait just because it's blooming so good. Okay, thank you so All much. Right. I don't want Thanks to lose it. Call. All right, let's go to Donald, also on the north side for Doug this morning. Hey, Donald, how are you? Fine. How about you, Doug? Doing great. Is my escape, my escapes are. Two feet long on my garlic. I have hard neck garlic and music. And wow. I planted them in uh, October, but now they're like two feet long. Should I cut them off? Yes. Uh, that's interesting because, you know, I had a caller earlier with no scapes. I don't have scapes on my garlic yet, and you're probably five miles from me tops, and you've got, uh, you've got scapes. So that's interesting. Yes, for garlic, what the scape is, it's the seed head that comes out of the very center. It'll, it'll, go up and make kind of a spinning thing, a loop. And yes, those should be removed because we don't want the garlic plant to put its energy into making seed. We want the energy to go into making the bulb. And so cut those off. Uh, and those are a treat. I'm telling you, those are, are wonderful. You can grill those. You could roast those. You can turn those into pesto. That's my favorite way to use them is I, I'll take my scapes. Okay. I'll, I'll so cut them up. I'll throw them into a close to the ground. Say, say it again, please. Should I cut them off down close to the ground? Uh, just right where it comes out of the plant. You still okay. have to. You still have to keep all that foliage in the plant. The scape itself will come from the center, and you can cut it off anywhere because as long as that seed head is off, the the plant won't won't put its energy into putting the seeds down there. But uh, use them, eat, eat them, and then also what you can do with those scapes, if you leave a couple of them after you remove them from the plant, if you just leave them in the garden, it's kind of cool because the those scapes have enough energy in them so that the plant will continue to make seeds. And so eventually, in about a month, you'll have these nice seeds there, and that is a clone of the bulb below. So, you, so if you love garlic like I do, you can nibble on those little what we call bulbettes. So get them off okay. there and then eat them, and uh, then you'll be able to harvest your garlic in, probably in July. Okay, very good. All right. I, I, I put the six inches of shredded leaves on like you told me to do. Oh, perfect. That's the perfect uh, mulch for them. Okay, Thanks very so good. Okay. All Thanks. Right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. We appreciate the call. Okay, let's go to Butler and say hello to Pat up next for a very busy Doug Oster day on the Organic Gardener. Go ahead, Pat. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Happy Decoration Day. Um, I have two questions. What can I do about my daughter's flower bed? The deer are decimating it. And also, uh, have you ever utilized dry farming for tomatoes? So let's start off with the, the deer. Okay. And the, the, first, the first thing we can do is, is some type of physical barrier. If okay. you can figure one out that looks okay, mm-hmm. that is that is inexpensive, you know, think of uh, for a flower bed, you might not be able to put up a fence, but think about thick uh, fishing line or something like that where you could string it every, Uh. you know, 12 inches or something. I use that a lot and then put streamers on it just because depending on where where you're installing it, 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 you know, people can't see it. And so they could could be hurt. They could be hurt by it. And, and, if you can't put any kind of physical barrier on there, the next thing is some kind of repellent. And I use one called Bobex, 
But there are but there are many 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 different types of granular and uh, liquid repellents, and they all work pretty well. But you know most of them smell. That's the, that's what keeps the deer away. Uh, and then tell me a little bit about the dry farming because I haven't I have never I have heard a little bit about it, but I've never done that um, for tomatoes. Well, there was a show on TV last year, and it came on again this year. This farmer somewhere out in the west or Midwest. He does not water his tomato plants at all. He relies only on rainwater. And the tomatoes, they look like they're dying as as they're, you know, the fruits coming out. However, the tomatoes turn out huge and the sugar mm-hmm. is so concentrated in the tomatoes because he does not manually put water on their his tomatoes. Yeah, that's something I've never tried, but you know, there's a lot of different ways to garden and uh-huh. The, the only thing that I've found in, in my years of growing tomatoes is when they don't have water, a lot of times they get blossom end rot. And so that worries well, his, me. He, but, uh, he again, claims you know, he doesn't. They're, they're, say it again? He, he claims he doesn't get blossom rot. That was one of yeah, the advantages. Oh, I, 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 I trust that that is a great way to garden, that he's doing, that uh-huh. he's found a way to do this. It's just, uh, for me, I don't really water my, my tomatoes very often. I mulch them thickly, though, and so, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know a lot about it, but it sounds interesting, especially with the when you talk about the taste of the tomato. <laughs> we all love our oh, homegrown yeah. tomatoes. Oh, goodness, yes, yes. Well, what, what right, causes the skin on a tomato to get, like, tough? You know, every variety of tomato is a little bit different, and so it's, mm-hmm. about, it's about each variety. Some have very thin... Uh, very tender skins. Other ones uh, have been bred to ship or something like that, or, or they just that's mm-hmm. just the way they grow, that we have a, a, uh. a thicker skin or a tougher skin. Each one's a little different. You know, I always tell people when you're growing tomatoes, grow as many different varieties as you can just because each one uh, reacts differently to, to pests and diseases, and each one mm-hmm. has its own personality. Thanks okay. for your call. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll come back on the other side, get right back to more of your calls. Congratulations in order for Mary Lee and Beaver, winner of that gift certificate from Janoski's. Next hour, staying safe amidst the COVID-19 pandemic. When it comes to picnic time, it's always the right time with Coons Quality Foods and the Coons Cooking Hour. Joe and Frank Dentici and me, Rob Pratt Sunday, KDKA Radio. Good morning. Ladies and gentlemen, Doug, if you will, tell everyone who's back again. Time for Mrs. No and all that's horticulturist Denise Schreiber. And Denise, before we hear about everything you've been doing in your garden, do you know anything about dry farming? Yeah, the, the, the dry farming is actually something that they do out west. And, you know, we can't really do it here. A, we have clay soil, which actually helps retain moisture, but we get more rainfall than they do. You know, during the summer, you know, they get nothing at all. That's why they have all the fires and everything. Plus, they grow different varieties of tomatoes than we do here. So if we try dry land farming here, we're going to end up with dead tomatoes. So what's going on in your garden? Oh, well, I finally managed to get 98% of it planted yesterday. I was out there for, I don't know, nine hours. Um, So... (laughs) So I've got four different tomatoes out there. I have Delicious, which is an old uh, beefsteak. I have Whopper, uh, Improved from Park Seed, that's just a good all-around eating tomato. I've got Sun Gold, which is a cherry tomato. And really, I have that for something to eat while I'm working in the garden. You know, you just kind of pop them off. And I have my San Marzano Redortas. 
And then I planted celery this year, which is a first for me. And everybody talks about how you have to hill up uh, soil to blanch your celery. But I was also reading you can simply take newspaper, wrap it around the stalks, and secure it with some string and have the same effect. And oh, I got yeah. And then I've got celery seasoning. It's it's a type of celery, but it's grown for the leaves. So you can keep harvesting. A lot of times a recipe will call for, you know, just a little bit of celery and you can substitute celery leaves. So I've got that growing out there. I've got peppers. <laughs> I've got, I just harvested my first crop of radishes, put in another crop of radishes, put in uh, more beets because why wouldn't I ever have beets in my garden? Uh, harvested a bunch of oregano. It's in the dehydrator right now. It's almost dry. And I've got one, two, I got three different peppers. And then I've got my uh, amazel basil. That's, and that actually I put in a container. I like to keep uh, my lettuce and my basil and my parsley. I like to actually keep them in deck boxes so I don't have to run out to the garden. I can just go walk out the door, grab what I need, and come right back in. What made you grow the celery leaves? Well, you know, I had a recipe uh, this winter, and I went to uh, buy some because I really didn't have any. And it's like, it looked terrible. It was all yellow. And and I'm like, I'm going to grow this this year. So it, germination, I got the seed from Renee's, and it's called seasoning celery. But it does have some irregular germination, and it takes about three weeks in a cooler area for it to germinate, but once it germinates, it germinates really well. And so um, I want the flavoring. I'm also planning for doing more canning this year. That's kind of what my thinking was in the garden this year. I normally don't make tomato soup, but I'm going to make tomato soup, and I'm going to try it. And, Doug, it's time for us to say goodbye. Remember, organic gardeners, you make our world brighter and safer with each seed you sow. In every garden you grow. All right, Doug, have a great rest of your weekend and a wonderful week. And, yes, it's that time that everything can go in the garden now that the Memorial Day weekend is upon us. Stay with us, folks. We've got the news coming up next at 8 o'clock with Boris Shiloff. And then keeping you safe, COVID-19 pandemic. It's all about picnic time with that stay-at-home family of yours and your friends at Coons Market with those eight great locations. And, by the way, they will be open Memorial Day until 7 p.m. It's Coons Market, a Pittsburgh tradition. Almost 8 o'clock. Good morning. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.